Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation. That's meant to help you sort of drift off, be calm, enter into a sort of mundane meditative space, if you will. Thank you for listening. We hope you don't get to the end of this episode. We hope it helps you find your way to sleep or to calmness. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. I'm Amanda Barker. Amanda, you and I just went to a beautiful little town. We did. Two towns. Two towns. Yeah. Last last week we talked about uh, touring in our own city, but we drove about an hour and a half away to a beautiful town where we saw a gorge. We saw a gorge. Now, what do you think defines a gorge? Um, Because I don't know that I knew what a gorge really was. Well... What we saw is what I pictured a gorge would be. So like a, 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 like a deep, deep valley that has a stream or some water ravine. streaming through it. Yeah. I should look up the definition of gorge. Yeah. Maybe I will in a moment here. Yeah, we went to Fergus and Alora. And Alora is famous for its gorge. It is. And Fergus is famous because it's a, as you might imagine... It's a town that has Scottish heritage to it, and they have a, a particularly lovely Scottish store called the Scottish Corner Store. Coincidentally, it's not on the corner, but they have all these Scottish and, um, you know, British goods in the store. That's so wonderful. We bought some lemon curd and uh, some wonderful English tea. Mm-hmm. Do we buy lemon curd or lime curd? Oh, I think it was lime curd. I think it was lime curd. I don't know. Yeah. And then I said to Amanda, what do we do with the lime curd? We just spread it on it, toast, you said. Spread it on our spread it on tongues. <laughs> and I, don't, on toast. I don't know about that, but a gorge is a narrow valley between hills or mountains, typically with steep rocky walls and a stream running through it. And that's exactly that's what we exactly saw. Exactly what it was. So I guess they got it right, didn't they? They did. They the, most certainly the namers. They got it not only did they get it right, but they they delivered. Because I had heard of Alora. For quite some time in my I know, in and my we've life. never and been. And we've never been. And we got a chance to go, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, gor- it was a gorgeous gorge. We met some friends there. We, we did. strolled. They're not from there. No, they're not. We all drove. What's funny is they live a stone's throw from meters, us. a literal stone's throw from us. Like you, if you were a good stone thrower, you could get, get it to their uh, apartment. That's how close they live. But we all took... Different cars. Well, we took two cars. Yeah. <laughs> two cars. Uh, do you know any good throw- stone throwers? Uh, not in this decade. No. <laughs> no. No one who's skipped enough rocks You're, on a lake. Actually, you are. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. You're a pretty good rock skipper. Yeah. 
I'm also a good rock finder. I guess, yeah. Because when we walk on the beach and I find rocks, these are the shapes of rocks I've found. A pizza slice. Mm-hmm. Also sh- known as a triangle. But it looks like – but there's different kinds of triangles. Does it have crust? It has a waviness to it that resembles oh, okay. a pizza. All right. I have found a shark's dorsal fin-shaped rock. Okay. I have found many heart-shaped rocks. And most recently – one that looks like a heart-shaped thumb, thumbprint. But do you remember the one you found last weekend? I found a blue rock. Um, no, what was the one I found? You found a one? square. I found a, a square. A rock that was in a perfect, like a beach stone in the water, but it was a perfect square. It was weird. And I carried it for so long. We went on a long walk. And, you know, you carry stones in your pocket. And those who know Godspell, uh, which is not a lot of people probably, but... That's a musical for it's those It's a musical from like, the 70s, but there's a song called uh, By My Side, I think. And it's, I put a pebble in my shoe and watch me walk. I can walk and I can walk. I shall call the pebble dare. Have you never heard never, that? Never, never. Oh, well, anyway. But it sounds pretty. You weren't in my voice class when no. I was 11. I guess not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I carried quite a few stones. And then I've placed stones. Here's something I do with... With um, hand, would you say hand, like a rock that fits in the palm of your hand. So a nice sized rock, Mm -hmm. if it's smooth. What I will do, folks, we always love to give tips, is I bring a few home. And then when we take our indoor plants and we put them outside, I'll put those rocks in the plant so that the wind doesn't topple it over. Smart, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're getting to the time where we have to bring the plants in. I know. I need to trade my uh, my palms. They were not as lush as they normally are. They weren't, but they but they did not. They weren't as lush, but they did not um, curl and brown as much as other ones we've had in the past. They stayed very green. Not not actually true. Very true. No, they were quite brown. No, they weren't. They were very green this year. We've had really brown ones, ones that have like really not loved it there. Really? Yeah, in the past, these I ones don't think here this were is true, a but in any bunch. event, brown or lush, it's it's time for them to go because I I've tried many years to bring palms in, and they've just you know it's been a slow a slow burn for them, but they never survive. So they need to be traded, and somebody can take them to their beautiful bay window or their greenhouse or their. One year, they went to a restaurant that had tons of windows because mm-hmm. we just don't have enough light in this house we for don't. palm trees or for the other trees. But we, we, we struggle and try to make it work with the rest of them. My rose marrow that I planted in the front seems to be wilting a lot, and I've given it water. What, what does that mean? You know, you need to talk to Melanie because she has some. Melanie has some. Yeah, Melanie Tapson has oh, has, I, the, I, has that plan as well. Oh, I've got to then I've got to take a photo of it and say yeah. what's going on. I'm scared that the soil might be too sandy where I planted it. It's really possible. I don't know. Okay. I'm not. I just don't have a green enough thumb, and mm. we don't have enough land. We certainly don't. I mean, it could be honestly, Marco. We we're planting plants on top of plants in that little patch. You know, you're planting those on top of tulips. and I just planted my crocuses for next year. And I love crocuses because mm-hmm. it's the first flower I see in spring. Mm-hmm. And they always make me happy. And they're such a useful plant because not, all, not only are they pretty and charming, but 
the saffron cro- crocus makes saffron, or you can collect sac- oh, saffron. Plant. That. That's where saffron oh, comes right, from. Yeah. It's the it's the little uh, fascinating. The little uh, what's it called? Stamen. Stamen of the of the, and, and you get what's three. Vanilla. Vanilla's from an orchid, right? Well, vanilla can come in two ways. Okay. So it can come from an orchid, and I think it comes from a bean too, a vanilla right. bean vanilla that grows bean. on a tree. So, but isn't it an orchid tree? No, I guess it's something no, else. No, an orchid is a plant. Although you can plant orchids on trees, which is pretty cool. That is true. But so, van- is vanilla from an orchid, or there's two kinds of vanilla? I think there's two kinds of vanilla. Oh. I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. This these are this is when I answer questions incorrectly and then I know. people we don't know people, what we're talking about like at all. It's funny because we we received a response from a, one of our listeners on Patreon mm-hmm. and I'll read it one day. I just don't have it in front of me and I don't want to make a mistake cuz last time I Is re- it a correction? It's a correction or no, it's a definition. So oh. yeah, so we'll get into that a little bit later or n- next week on the podcast. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be going to Ottawa too. We have some traveling to do, that's Amanda. True. So, so we'll, we'll talk about Ottawa next week. Well, that's the, that's the nation's we, capital. We have four unexpected trips to Ottawa that we have to take uh, for work. So you'll be hearing more of us from Ottawa. I wonder if people have certain things they want us to do or or investigate in Ottawa. Well, if you do, you can always reach us on our social media, Amanda, or you can so on Facebook, on Instagram. On Twitter, at Listen and Sleep on Twitter, at The Insomnia Project on Instagram, or you can always email us too. Right. So, yeah, and that's all in the show notes. So no one needs to write Be anything writing down. Anything down. It, it all lives right there. Although I, I, a few of my nice pens, the ink has run out recently. Well, that's a good. That's a good thing, isn't it? Isn't that what one wants from a pen? I mean, I feel like. You want a pen to live its life and then it for it to be done, right? I guess. I guess I never thought it that way. I was like, oh, my favorite pen, done. Yeah, but I mean, a pen is going to be done eventually and it's better than losing it, which I think is how almost all pens go, right? Mm, some do, yeah. Your sister has purchased us eight-year pens. Is that what they're called? I think so, yeah. 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 And I purchased one once too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I find it and I'm like, oh, there's my eight-year pen. I think it's an eight-year pen because that's the one that decides to like hide out in the house and you find it. Yeah, right. It's an eight-year pen because you don't use it. You use it three days out of the year. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that with most pens. But you are very particular with your pens, I am. in fact. I am. I, I prefer a blue inked pen versus a black inked Why ink Why is that? I just like it better unless the ink is a runny ink. So unless the ink is a fine point penned ink that flows, like the type that when you write it, you could actually smudge it if you don't right. allow it to dry. That's when I like a black pen because the black ink is true black versus a black ballpoint pen Okay, where the ink doesn't really come out bl- like a really, really dark black, like a pitch black. It comes out like a... Ugly black. I don't know. It's interesting that you. So you won't write in black ink. If if given the choice, yeah, I will pick blue. However, sometimes you just grab whatever pen is near, right? But I always prefer to write in blue or non-black unless mm-hmm. it's a black ink. Pen. And you don't write in red ink, right? No, I try not to now. After you told me about um, that, it's it's not great to write a person's name in red in, ink. In Korea, it was, um, and I actually saw something like on TikTok or something recently about this, but I didn't know that. And we, as a teacher in Korea, we'd have whiteboards and, and dry erase markers. And 
oftentimes you couldn't find the black or the blue dry erase marker when you're writing names on the board. And I would write everyone's names on the board at the beginning of each class. I forget why. I think we had a check mark system. Sure. And if uh, if they went a class with no check check marks, I would give them a point, and at five points, I'd give them a cookie, a cookie party <laughs> or okay. a pizza party. Sure. I was very bribey as a teacher. Anyway, and uh, every now and then, I would not realize it and grab the red, the red dry erase marker, which nobody ever wanted to use, so they were always abundant. The other ones were hard to find. Of course, because usually you get them in a pack of four, yeah. red, black, green, and blue. Yeah, and um, so I learned very quickly that it is not done in Korea, um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a superstition, really. Sure, yeah. sure. So, um, and I don't have to go into the reasons behind it, but right. um, it's a it's a superstition, of course. And just and, like the letter, uh, or sorry, the uh, the number four in in Asian countries. Yeah, yes. there's no very very often, including the building that I lived in, there was no fourth floor. There just wasn't a fourth button in the elevator. Like our 13, like 13 yeah. is considered unlucky, right? I'm fascinated right? by yeah. that, like floors that don't exist. I think that's just fascinating. Yeah, it is kind of neat. Do you know I have two friends that live at 666? Yes. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Which in our culture is is like the four. Right. It's a number that you don't necessarily want. Yeah. But yeah. For what, you know, whether you believe in that or not. Isn't that mm-hmm. funny? It is kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, they seem to be fine. So there it's, you go. It's amazing. It's amazing people's home numbers and how the number of your house becomes a number that you're tied to and you don't even realize yes. it. Remember I asked our niece when she was very young, like three, she asked me what my favorite number was. And I told her and then she, I said, what's your favorite number? And she said, my favorite number is 52. And I thought, oh, okay, I did not expect that. But it was because that was her address. Right. So, of course, that was her favorite number. I remember my first address when I was a child was 7432. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we live at 78. That's interesting. Yeah. My first address was 928. Wow. 928, yeah. And then what's interesting is when I moved, and that was – in, in in Massachusetts, 928 Hanover Street, Hanover, Mass. But when I moved to New Brunswick, they kept changing our address. Every two years, it would change. For a long time, it just would be quite literally RR1, no number, no house number. Just RR meaning r- rural, rural route. A route, okay. Rural route one and just our name. And they just would know where to take it. But Wait, you didn't have a... a- Postal code? We did, yeah, mm-hmm. EOJ2BO back then. But then they changed everything because there were so many rural places that didn't have house numbers. That's just the way it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, including our house. So they changed everything, which meant the postal code changed. It changed everything. It was fascinating. For our American listeners, that's what we call zip codes. I wonder yeah. what the zip code is or the postal code is for Ottawa. Oh, because we're I'll be look it up right now. So it looks like Ottawa's postal code. I know everybody's been waiting with bated breath. K1A. Okay. Yeah. K1A. Any of the K1s or even K2s. Well, it's interesting because most people know um, area codes for phones that represent certain cities. Right. 212 being New York, 416 being Toronto, uh, Drake made six 
a, a sort of name, a nickname for Toronto because 416. Well, some people say it's because of 416, but other people say it's because of six boroughs. Yeah, so. But what are the six boroughs then? We've done this before. Yeah, we, yeah, have. we have. And I still don't think we came up with them. I think we can get to like four of them. I know them. Okay, what are they? Toronto, Etobicoke, Toronto's not a borough. The boroughs of Toronto, or does Toronto count as Toronto, one? Of course, like it downtown. Does. Okay, yeah. so downtown, city center, Etobicoke, Scarborough. But Etobicoke's not a borough; it's it's part of Toronto. The, that's what it, those six is that came. What a borough to, is? No, those six came to form the city of Toronto. Okay, so that's downtown, gets, Etobicoke, Scarborough, North York. That's all. East I know. York. East York, and what's the other one? North York. Did we say North York? Yeah, we did. City of York. Mm, really? Six. Do we have six? You have six fingers in the air right yeah, now. Yeah, but I don't, I don't have the six one. City of York is the six one? I think, who, yeah. It was, who says they live in the city of York? It used to be called York. Yeah, this, I get yeah. that, but that was all of Toronto, was was York. You're being very combative. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not the I'm just. I'm not the city's <laughs> forefather. I didn't come up with it, you know. I think that's what it is. But you, since you seem to be on the phone a lot, you can, you can sort you of. You want me to look them up? Sure, if you'd like. <laughs> okay. The city of York's not far from where we are, actually. That's where I used to fight traffic tickets. Okay. Yeah. Would be would be there. Would be their city hall, actually, or what was formerly their city hall. I think it's just because no one uses that term. Like, it may exist. Okay, here we go. All right. The six boroughs of the T-Dot. Okay. Toronto City, Etobicoke, North York, Scarborough, York, East York. So you're right. Thank you. Yeah, York. I just What's funny is we had this exact conversation on an episode many, many, many months ago. Well, isn't that – aren't we supposed to be – sometimes you want the exact same thing when you try to go to sleep. I suppose so, yeah. You, know, you can rely on the fact that I won't remember the six boroughs of true. Toronto. It's funny when – when some of our listeners will reach out and say, this episode, when you said this was so – and I'll mention it to Amanda and she'll she'll have no recollection no, of No, I don't same. remember. I have a delete button in my brain that I – that is um, – I don't know. It, I, I think it's just a result of the life I live. But I think because of working in commercial casting sure. particularly and working in radio for five years, I um, – I didn't retain anything. Like I, I, my brain has started to learn that there's certain things that it needs to retain, and it it keeps the room for that. So it doesn't remember these conversations usually, or um, you know, casting <laughs> what I do day to day. Well, actually, I don't know if that's part a good of thing. that's not true because you can remember every single person's name who comes through the casting because you and I can tell you whose agent they're yeah. with and all of that. Yeah, no, that's so. true. That's actually very true. The truth is, I actually do remember. If you ask me, then I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I do remember that." Sure. So I guess it just lives in a different part of my brain. Fair, fair. There was some beautiful clouds in the night sky recently in wow. Toronto. Yeah, that's. I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah. From casting. Well, because you know. No segues. I, I had I had no way to elegantly get. You're out like of yes, ca- yes, that's right. Your brain. So there's some beautiful clouds. Also, <laughs> there are some beautiful clouds. Night clouds. Night clouds. How do you see them if they're well? At they're night? they're kind of like as the night falls. Mm-hmm. The your lonely heart calls. <laughs> you want to dance with somebody? I guess I do, but no. As the night falls. In this particular case, in this time of year, the sky gets red and orange and beautiful. And so mm-hmm. the clouds will give their color in front of, on the foreground of the backdrop of the red and orange skies. And so you've got this 
these beautiful grays and blues. And then as the light falls, you can see the distinction between those gray and blue clouds with the night sky. And they've been really beautiful lately. There's a song that um, called Little Fluffy Clouds. Mm-hmm. And without knowing it, you're pretty much doing the lyrics. Oh, really? And it's somebody talking. And I used to listen to it to go to sleep. Oh, that's right. Because didn't they take that from someone doing a, a, a yeah, talk on clouds? She's a singer, and I can't think of her name. Um, when I lived in Arizona, and the skies always had little fluffy clouds in them, and they were long and clear. And there were lots of stars at night. And when it would rain, they would all turn. They were beautiful. Well, um, well, you know, clouds after the rain are really pretty. And it has been raining the last couple of days. So that that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, there's one part where she says, The most beautiful skies, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow and on fire. And the clouds could catch the colors everywhere. You don't see that. You might still see that in the desert. Like I'm remembering this song sure, that I used sure. to listen to. Jay, she has three names. She's a singer. That I don't know. Jamie Lee. Or I've Jerry. heard the song, so I know what you're. I know what, yeah. of which you speak, but I can't think of. Uh, I'm gonna find the it. name. I and I think it wasn't a song. I think it was a, a, a talk she was doing, or she it was, was um, and that they set to music. Yeah, it was exactly. It was. Yeah. Um, so they're not actually lyrics. They're sort of points of a speech she was making or a poem she was reading. It, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's a, it's an interview with a singer, and I, I can't think of the singer's name. Well, well, we'll have to look it up, or if you know, or if you know that song, Ricky Lee Jones. There you go. That's who it is. It was a Ricky. Um, it's clips from an interview with Ricky Lee Jones where she talks about images from her childhood. Uh, it was a conversation between her and Lavar Burton. From Reading Rainbow. LeVar Burton's awesome. Remember Reading Rainbow? Oh, but actually it wasn't. People thought it was, but it's actually an interview disc from her her album. Okay. Okay. Well, in any event. LeVar Burton is still awesome. And Reading Rainbow. Oh, my gosh. Did you watch that? Or were you I was. A, I was a bit old, yeah. I loved that show. In fact, I wish there was... A show like that for adults now, which is just a show on books. Do you think if you met LeVar Burton, it would bring you back to the feeling of a child and you'd be, you know, you know how sometimes when you meet your heroes from when you're a kid, yeah. you get more, uh, what's it, starstruck than you would if you met, say, Meryl Streep or someone. I'll say this, the okay. theme song of Reading Rainbow, yes. when I think about it, and I don't want to sing it for people sure. because I don't think that would be the most relaxing thing. But when I think about that theme song, I get excited okay i do or in in a very childish kind of way like what books will they tell me to of course to read um because i love books so amanda reads so many books what was, books are you reading right now right now i am reading a few different books i'm reading a gentleman in moscow you're not loving it uh, you know i'm finally getting more into it but it's been a task okay it's about it's a, a more tolls and now i read another book of his rules of civility and loved it okay and i read rules of civility because gentleman in moscow was recommended to me and i couldn't get it because it was everyone was so reading. hot sure. i couldn't get it from the library and so i bought rules of civility and uh, and loved it so i was excited to read this but it's um. What's interesting is they're making a series with Ewan McGregor as the lead. Um, so it it has a lot of 
love this book. But I see. It'd be nice if they cast LeVar Burton in it. It would be amazing. Um, it's about a count who is exiled to a hotel, and he lives out his life in a hotel in Moscow. Cool. I mean, is it? I don't know. Yeah. It's like the the daily goings on of a Russian hotel in like sure. the 30s. So yeah, like it's okay. It's not terribly. It's like a lot about, you know, what the seamstress did that day or of whatever. Course. Um, and I'm also reading a book called Scarborough by Catherine Hernandez, which is a very local uh, book. We mentioned Scarborough as we being did. one of the six um, boroughs. boroughs that make up Toronto. Yeah. And this is a book set in Scarborough. All the narrators are in Scarborough. I'm not too far into that book. And I They've just... They've made a movie of it and everyone loves that book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have made a movie of it. And yeah, it's, it was a, a shortlist on Canada Reads. It was one of the five Canada Reads books last year. Uh, and I'm also reading, actually just finished, uh, My Quantum Life by author Hakim Olusiei. Uh, and that was a... What a listen. Wow. He's, um, that was the book I listened to when I'm, because I always have an audio book on the go and they're usually biographies, as you know, and sometimes you, you listen to them with me. Uh, but this one was a, a journey, just me listening to him. And then I saw him on CNN today. It's great. Yeah. And I've never seen him on TV or anything. It was a book club book. So I didn't even know anything about him. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a quantum physicist and he lived his life as a very poor child. Um, it, I think there's like, it's my quantum life, how I grew up on the streets and became a quantum physicist or something. It's a long title. I, I can tell you this. You would be listening to it while you were cooking or mm -hmm. when you were in other rooms. And I would hear little snippets of it. And it just sounds like the most amazing book. It, he had really an amazing life and obviously like a lot of adversity, which always makes for an amazing story, right? Um, he grew up partially in New Orleans, partially in very rural Mississippi and then in um, inner city LA too. But uh, So it's a recommend from Amanda. Yeah, but he's, and he's a, a really well, highly regarded in, in NASA, uh, one of the top guys at NASA. So very fascinating. Look him up. Hakeem Olusie is his there name. There you go. A recommendation from our podcast mm -hmm. to you. But I, you didn't answer my question. If you met LeVar Burton, how my, would you react? Your question was, what am I reading right now? No, so. but prior to that. Um, I don't know that I have – I'm not so starstruck by LeVar Burton. I think you think I would be more starstruck See, by – See, I would be very starstruck by that LeVar Burton. Oh, really? But not for reading Rainbow, for his work on Star Trek. Right. Because he was amazing. Apparently, yeah. Now, I was starstruck for some other people – at the only Comic-Con I've ever been to, which was kind of oh, by yes. accident. Yes, it's true. Um, so since you were asking about being starstruck by people that you meet when you're a child. Sure. Um, Marco and I, just to explain, we're not really people that seek out Comic-Cons, but we were in a hotel many years ago and there was a Comic-Con happening uh, attached to the hotel. Like there was a tunnel, but there was a convention center right next we to the hotel. We were essentially staying at the Comic-Con that the Comic-Con guests were also staying yeah. at. Yeah. If you know Chicago at all, we were staying by the airport, which is quite far from the downtown. So there wasn't a whole lot to do there, but that was one of the things that was going on. So we went to Comic-Con and uh, it was a good one, I think. I don't know. I have nothing to It was to a great one, yeah. Nothing to compare it to. But um, 
I there were lots of famous people there. Lou Ferrigno was walking around in the hotel lobby. Yeah, who's the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. uh, from, from the, the TV the, show, uh, and and so many others. But the people that I that I really um, lost it were Veruca Salt and Mike TV from. Willy Wonka, the original Willy Wonka movie. Right. Um, because I watched that every single day because my little brother loved it. And we had a few things on videotape that he loved, and that was one of them. So, and I really wanted to be Veruca Salt. I mean, I was like, at that point, I was like older than her, but it didn't sure. matter. I just loved her character so much. And um, so I, I went a little crazy and I met them. And mm. you had to like pull me away from them. A little bit. You were being a little bit. You were very starstruck, and so very starstruck. And I think you were—they weren't expecting anyone to be as starstruck as you were. So it kind of a weird middle-aged lady. But although yeah, that must be a lot of their careers, weird middle-aged ladies being like, "I loved you." Perhaps, perhaps, and like quoting their lines back to them—that would be so hard. I guess having to hear like the same, like you did a thing once when you were a kid, and then you have to hear it for the rest of your life. Sure. I mean, I guess there's worse fates, but... And, and definitely, definitely. But, um, yeah, so that was our our stay there and our rock episode. And we've we, discussed... I don't think we really... Did we talk about Aurora at all? Not really. Not really, but there's a beautiful gorge there. So if you're ever near Aurora, check out the gorge. Aurora, not Aurora. That's right. Aurora, spelt... E-L-O-R-A. That's right, Aurora. Until then, we hope you're able to... You were able to listen, gorge, and sleep. <laughs>